It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hi, everybody. Uh, This is writer and comedian Emily Winter. This is Comedians with Ghost Stories. Um, I am so sorry I didn't put out an episode last week. I I got a random, like, week-long job doing development for a reality show, which is hard. But I needed it. You know, it's holidays. I got big credit cards that I got to pay off. Anyway, so it was all-encompassing. It's still going. Yeah. So I'm in reality TV brain mode, and it is dark in here. Um, anyway, thank you for being patient. I do want to say this is going to be the last episode uh, before the holiday break. I always notice that around the holidays, uh, listeners listenership dips a little bit. Um, I think people are happy and being warm and fuzzy with their families and not wanting to talk about, you know, death, ghosts, invisible stuff. I always want to talk about that, but it's understandable that you might want to take a couple week break. So uh, don't unsubscribe because I am coming back um, sometime uh, in the new year with brand new stories. And to that end, if you are a performer, writer, of any kind and you would like your ghost story to be on this podcast, shoot me a message. I'm on Instagram at emilymcwinter. Uh, I also have an email that I use just for podcast purposes. It's a long one. Are you ready? It's called how to produce live comedy pod at gmail.com. I'm so sorry. I have another podcast that was a mini series in 2018, I believe, called How to Produce Live Comedy. Um, and so it's how to produce live comedy pod at gmail.com. Also, if you're new at producing comedy, aside from all of the times I say that you should post stuff on Facebook, I think it's still pretty relevant. Um, what else? Okay. If you are not a performer with a ghost story, but you have a ghost story and you're a listener with a ghost story and you want me to read it on the show, that is a new thing that I would love to do in the new year. Um, send me your ghost story, once again, to how to produce live comedy pod at gmail.com. Uh, you can write it out. I prefer full sentences. I prefer paragraphs. I prefer not reading uh, just a giant block of text. Um, and if you're not sure if you should be on the pod, I'll just tell you as an example a good ghost story. Well, I love the one that's coming out today, and I'm super pumped about it. Even though this uh, woman who's on today didn't physically see a ghost, which I do like usually prefer, her story was so touching and had backstory and so profound that I definitely wanted to include it, and I just love it. Um, stories that are not as good are like... 
one time I was thinking about my grandpa Stan who died like three and a half years ago and then I met a guy named Stan and he had a shirt on with a bird and one day when my grandpa was alive he said birds are cool. Like that's just not quite enough, you know? It's not quite enough. Um, I, it, I don't mean to demean your experience with Stan, but for this podcast... We just need a little bit more. So um, you can run it by me if you want. Um, this is a paranormal podcast, and I'm happy to tell you what I think. Um, yeah, but I want to keep, I want to do, get more stories from more people, but also do quality control because I love this podcast, and we are slowly growing, and I just really want it to be great always. So um, send me your stories or hit me up if you want to be the guest on the podcast. This is taking a very long time. I am sorry. Do I have anything else I need to talk about? Um, just the one little thing that you guys are all sick of hearing. I have a book out. It's called One Day Smarter. Makes a good stocking stuffer. Last minute gift. It's a trivia book. Let's say for ages 12 and up. It's good. It has a nice review from a listener of this podcast on Amazon. And I think her name's Kathleen. I can't exactly remember. Anyway, I think it's Kathleen. I love Kathleen. Thank you, Kathleen. I really appreciate any good reviews um, of the book and of the podcast. And now, finally, I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you in the new year. Stay safe and happy new year. Today on the podcast, I'm super excited to have Angela Aaliyah. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I am branching out from the comedians, but in the performer world, you are a singer-songwriter, right? Is that how you like to be? Yeah. Yes. And I'm, I am adding storyteller into that um, based on some projects I worked on last year that are yet to be released. But um, yes, singer-songwriter, storyteller, all of the above. That's awesome. Um, so I cannot wait to hear your story. So where does it take place and what happened to you? What, what happened to me? Let me get a couch to lay down on yeah. first. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, well, I wanted to preface this by saying I was so excited to be on your show. Uh, I wish I could tell everyone's ghost stories that I know because my family is full of them. Like, I feel like I've been surrounded by ghost stories, but I have been very adamantly anti-ghost uh, my whole life because <laughs> it was too scary. Because everyone else in your family has like had experiences and so you were just like the denier. Are you- Full visual auditory experiences. I The house I lived in as a teenager actively had a ghost in it. And I like made a true, I was like, we're not though. Like, I don't want to see you. Um, and I would hear like footsteps sometimes or like things shuffling around when like other people weren't home. And I was like, no, not now, like <laughs> not for me. So can I ask what happened to your family? Like what were some of the things that they experienced in this haunted house that you decided you were not going to be haunted by? Yeah. Um, one of like a little, a little tidbit when it was like a holiday. And so a bunch of family were there. And one of my cousins who was like two at the time, you know, kids, creepiest adults, <laughs> to, like, creepiest humans, I should say. They're not adults, uh, literally by definition, but um, they are so open to things. And so my one little cousin was like standing, looking up one of the staircases, um, which is in the older part of the house. The house is from 1807, I think. Ooh. And he was like just staring up the staircase and his dad came over and was like, 
Chris, like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you looking at? And he went, who's that man? <gasps> and his dad was like, there's literally no one up there. And he was like, um, Chris, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, who's that man that went into the nursery? But here's the thing. There was no nursery in the house at the time, but the room at the top of the stairs was a nursery back in the day. <laughs> oh my God, that's so scary. Ah! Yeah. And it's like, it's a friendly ghost, right? Like I, I actually moved into that house with, it's my you know family, not my parents, but um, when I was a teenager. So I moved in with them as a teenager. And I remember one of my family members being like, yeah, we hadn't seen him for years. And when you moved in, he like came back around probably because he was like, who's this new person? And I was like, oh, great. Yeah, you stirred this up. So wait, your parents weren't in this house? This was other, sorry. This was, yes. Okay. Yeah, so this was, this was like my aunt, my uncle, and it's kind of our, the hub of our family is this house. Oh my God. Uh, Where is it? It's in New Jersey, in like okay. South Jersey. Love yeah. it. So do you want to tell any more of the family stories before we get into your experience in this haunted house in New Jersey? There are just so many. Okay, another another kid one. Um, because they're none of they're creepy to me because I'm like, I have no interest in it, but uh, I shouldn't say that. I just don't want to have that experience. Right. Um, however, another cousin of mine, uh, when she was little would apparently regularly talk with this ghost um and my aunt overheard her one day chatting up a storm and then it ended in no I don't want to play anymore today I played real hard today <laughs> <laughs> so cute like like I worked really hard yeah like I worked really hard today at playing and I'm tired so you have to leave me alone now. Um, yeah. Just so is there any idea who this guy was? I think they just believe that he's someone who probably lived in the house like close to the time when it was built. Um, it's definitely not like a family member that anyone can tell. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's a, a benevolent homeowner who loved this house. Um, so why did you never want to experience the ghost? Just because you were afraid or because you thought it was stupid or... Yeah, I think the idea to me of seeing a ghost that I don't know, like someone that I that I'm not related to or haven't known at any point in time, um, I think that's what freaks me out more than anything. Mm -hmm. And it's this, to be honest, it's the seeing part of it because I don't I don't like jump scares. I'm not a scary movie person, so okay. I think to like turn a corner and just see someone standing there that I wasn't expecting. Maybe it's also living in New York for 14 years. I don't want to see anyone that I'm not expecting. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> I totally get that. You're like, I'm not even afraid of you. Just please give me space. All I've wanted yeah. is space. Um, so yeah, so you so you're not into ghosts and you don't want to get jump scared by one. And so what happened to you that you're like, okay, this was a paranormal experience? Yeah. So I will say, like, I don't want to see things, no ghosties in that regard, but I feel like I'm a relatively spiritual person. I've done like Reiki certifications. I like, you know, I have had like loved ones who passed away that I felt like in certain moments, I was just like, oh, I feel like they're like present, like just like little, nothing too crazy, but like, I feel somewhat connected on a spiritual level to, I don't even know what, 
just something a little bit beyond like the day-to-day. Can, um, can, I, can we go down the Reiki path for a second? Yeah. Because uh, I haven't talked about it on this podcast. I've had it several times and um, I just think it's like so fascinating. So I'm just curious from the perspective of the person who's performing Reiki. And for those who don't know, it's, um, well, I mean, the first time I got it, I just like, my parents were like Midwestern. They're like, what did you do? And I was like, mom and dad, I paid somebody to not touch me. Okay. And you know what? That's a good, but I don't know how to describe it. It's like a non-massage, like where somebody puts hands over you and works out some of your shit and there is no touching. Um, So it's, uh, it's, it's healing with the highest form of consent. I don't know. How do you describe it? Kind of. I mean, I love that description for sure. Um, This, and this is why I'm like, mentioning it because I'm like it is you have to subscribe to the idea that energy is a little bit more than like we can comprehend on a day-to-day way because what I've also done is like long distance Reiki which sounds even wilder Um, but I would describe Reiki as like a healing modality this similarly to massage that works with your energy similar to like the meridians that are worked with for acupuncture Um, and the way that I like to see it is that I am channeling like a sort of pure form of energy that's very neutral, but supportive. That's like your body. I think the core belief for me is that your body and your system knows what it needs to heal, but I'm a conduit for you to work it out. And you're also setting the intention of like making time for that. Right. Okay. And how did you like figure out that you had, you were able to be this conduit? You know what I mean? So you actually get um, certified in Reiki. So you go Mm -hmm. through like some courses, they do this thing called an attunement where they essentially like widen or broaden your central energy channel, which is um, allowing you to be able to literally channel and offer it to others. Um, I actually met someone once. It was like a new member to my family who was like, you know, one of those like through marriage, marriage, marriage things. Mm. And um, the first time I met her, I like gave her a hug and she was like, do you do Reiki? And I was like, yes, like, how do you know? And she's like, you have hot hands. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't, I was even shocked. Oh um, my God. Yeah, cause I've never done it professionally but it was something I was so like, similarly to you like when I first learned what it was and experienced it I was like, I must know more. Like I, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's um it's also in my experience, it's just super relaxing. That's what I usually say to people. I'm like, you can come to me because your knee hurts, or you can come to me because you're sad from a breakup. But ultimately, at the very least, whether or not those things shift for you, you're gonna get to relax super deeply for like an hour. <laughs> like who doesn't need the weirdest thing that you've like felt like when you're when you're sort of trying to get in tune with somebody's energy. Do you feel like weird shit? Do you get like, does, does their body talk back? You know what I mean? Kind of. I've noticed over the years that like my, the way that I do it, especially doing the like long distance sessions um, has freed me up to, I just like incorporate. I, I found myself a, a few times recently, like breathing out in a really intentional way with people, like almost feeling like they needed something like blown off of them, which sounds crazy, but it was just my gut feeling. I don't know that I've had a crazy weird experience on the like uh, giving side as much as the receiving side though, where I was, 
um, getting a long distance session when I was doing this training, we would partner up and like do buddy sessions with people to learn. And I remember like halfway through the session, I started feeling seasick. Like I just actually, I felt like I was like, oh my God, like nauseous. And I was just laying in my bed. And so the way we would do it is we would um, call the person, have a little chat with them, say, okay, put your phone down. I'm going to, you know, do the session. It was like 20 minutes. We were just doing little practice runs. And then um, I'll call you after we're done and then we can discuss. So she calls me, um, the person that I was partnered with Mm -hmm. and was like, how was the session for you? This is what I felt like, da, da, da. And I was like, yeah. I feel, I feel good now, but I felt nauseous halfway through. Like I was on a boat and she was like, that's so weird. Cause I was actually like cradling, rocking you back and forth. Like I was like, pull like going like this. With my- Cause the oh way my you God. do it is you essentially proxy. Like you pretend that the person's in front of you. Um, and I was like, oh, Okay, that's not weird at all. Like, that's amazing. That's, yeah. It's so exciting. I'm sorry I'm taking us down, like, you know, paths that we're not necessarily intended to go on, but I, I find it all very related to the ghost stuff. And I love yeah. just exploring invisible anything, so stuff, energy yes. that we can't see. I think it's all part of the same thing. And so, yeah, I just think it's like yeah. really fascinating. Yeah, and, absolutely. And it does, I mean, it relates in the sense that the experience I wanted to share with you today, it's not, thank God I did not get a jump scare because someone was standing in my house. Um, It was really, it was this very felt experience. So um, basically I'll I'll start like a backstory to this is that I, uh, one of my closest friends to this day is someone I met in high school and we were like super tight in high school and in college, obviously you like are separated by distance, but we would still talk all the time. And um, in college, she started dating someone. I'm going to use pseudonyms. I'll just straight up say it. I'm going to call her Kate and he's Greg. Okay. Kate and Greg. So my friend Kate uh, was dating this guy and she was absolutely head over heels for him. And anyone that my friend is super into, obviously I want to know what's their deal. So, you know, we hung out a couple of times. I didn't get to know him super well, but he was super charming. He was so funny. He had kind of like a heart of gold. Like he really was on the inside, a very good person, but he also dabbled in a lot of drugs, Mm. which who among us, Uh, (laughs) but (laughs) um you know it was a little serious it was a little too habitual for his own good um and they dated for like five years like this was someone that was in her life for a long time um but you know that was just that was a problem she wasn't on the same level as him in that way um by any means and you know she really really loved him and she cared about him to the moon like his parents were, were very wealthy, but they were emotionally absolutely not present. And I think that's part of what kind of fostered this situation. Um, he had all the means to, to do these things and, you know, no one other than Kate to really like show him that he was worth like having a healthy life in that way. Um, she 
she reached out to his parents. She had her parents reach out to his parents. Like she did everything, tried to get him in rehabs when he was in rehab, bought him an air mattress. Like even when they were on a break, like just, you know, did everything she could. Um, But at the end of the day, after five years, she was like, I can't, I can't fix you. I can't save you. And you don't seem to want that either. But he, you know, and it wasn't like a mutual, it was like she had to say, we're done, you know? Yeah, he wanted both things. He wanted to keep on going, but then also not lose her. Yeah. Yeah, and addiction is horrible. It really is so, I commend anyone who's like in any form of recovery. I think it's incredibly difficult. And so he just, you know, he wasn't able to get out of it at that time. And so she like moved on with her life as she needed to. Um, She ended up finding this really awesome guy who she's now married to and has two kids with. Um, He's a wonderful, he's a total sweetheart. And they just really clicked and like had a lot in common where they, you know, had similar jobs, all of this great stuff. Um, So Kate and I in the pandemic had kind of lost touch. It was like one of the first times in a while that I think we hadn't really been talking, Um, not on purpose, but because uh, it was a pandemic. <laughs> also, I found myself like getting in touch with people and then not having anything to say. So it's just, yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was like, how are you? I'm this Bad. way. Like, the same, same as yeah. you? Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Doing. I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's how a lot of the conversations went for sure. Um, yeah. And so over the summer, we finally got to catch up and then we started talking more and more and um, in October, I got a text message from her and there was no like, hey, how's your week? Hi, like what's, it was just, do you know any mediums? <laughs> I was like, well, um, you've come to the right place. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually did, um, but he's someone that was recommended to me and he books out like almost a year in advance. He's really talented. He's, I've been to him. It was a very moving experience. Um, and I believe fully that he like is what he says he is, you know, I always go into those things, very skeptical. I'm like, I'm not telling you anything about me. And so then if they like, tell me something meaningful, I'm like, okay. All right. <laughs> I want to know about that after this. Okay. Okay. You have, you actually have a lot of stories. You're like, I just have one little thing to say. Nope. You, I want to go down every road with you. Okay. Um, yeah. Do a part two on just the media. He was very cool. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I texted her and I was like, yeah, I, I have this recommendation, but it's kind of hard to get in with. Uh, but more importantly, why, <laughs> why are you asking? And she said, did I tell you that Greg died in April of this year? And I was like, you didn't, uh, what happened? And she said he had an overdose and, you know, so here we are like almost seven years later or something, I think. And yeah, that is what happened. And I was like, you know, my heart sank just because I knew again, didn't know him super well, but knew him enough to be like this was a good person Mm -hmm. despite his problems like Mm -hmm. um and she was like you know I just I just feel awful because I feel like I had to end things so abruptly that there was so much I didn't get to say to him but I had to break it I had to have a clean break because it was 
it would have been two people's lives ruined instead of just one you know it's so sad but yeah yeah exactly and and so then she was like you know now I will never get the chance and so I'm hoping to maybe contact a medium or someone that like I can speak to him and this is when things started happening for me (laughs) because I, she is a very open-minded person, but she's also literally a scientist. And so, you know, I, I think her searching for something and the only resource I had was, you know, this person that I'm like, you could see him next year. Yeah. Um, I got this tingle like down my spine. It was very like something was happening and she starts telling me like, I just, he, I can't get him off my mind. Like, it's so weird that, I mean, it did happen back in April, but. And just, when, when did you talk to her? Sorry. This was in like October. Okay. okay, okay. Yeah. So it had been like six ish months. Um, but all of a sudden she was just getting like, I cannot stop. I'm having dreams about him, like all this stuff. And I, for whatever reason, without a doubt was like, Greg is here like right now like I felt in the room something shifted and from even the little that I knew about meeting him it was like he was in I have a studio apartment it is not that big like (laughs) there he was in some form and like all I could I could only describe it as like a feeling Mm -hmm. and my mind like all all I could make of it was this urgent feeling of yes, tell her to do it. Like, please make sure she does this. Make sure she follows through on like finding what she needs with like a medium or someone that I can talk to her through. And I was like, I'm a, I think I'm a rational person is the Mm -hmm. thing. So I also wanted to make sure I wasn't just, I don't know, having a moving experience of learning about what she's up to. I I just, I, I had to, be skeptical I guess so I continue like texting with her and then having this feeling and it's just like mounting and growing and I'm just like okay like bro like I will <laughs> like you need to and it was like this very he, he had a sense of humor about him and like a like a little brother like mm-hmm. that's the energy that I always got from him and it was the exact energy that I was having in that moment it was like a little brother being like do tell her to do it like <laughs> do, tell her to do the thing like and I was like okay like Greg, like, calm down why are you taking so long Ooh. yeah and I was like no we're working on it but like in my skeptical brain I'm also like are you um having a mental breakdown Angela so I sidebar with this feeling with this presence and I'm like I need you to give me something that's irrefutable to let me know that this is real like Mm -hmm. something anything and all of a sudden I start thinking about I'm like on the water and I see like a boat speeding through a harbor and I was like is this a metaphor for being high what are we doing here like is this something about like adrenaline but I'm like maybe I need to be more literal about it so I text Kate and I'm just like you know random question while we're having this conversation um did Greg have anything to do with boats just curious just wondering yeah and she texts me back and she's like yeah that's how his family made all their money they owned a marina and like sold boats whoa cool 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 um so I think you should pursue this medium thing oh my gosh I love it yeah 
it's not just like yeah greg went on a boat once it was like no this is like the the main thing that like he grew up around yeah that he grew up around that like you know his parents money came from which also kind of ties into his whole life story ultimately um and so essentially I had to make a truce with this presence and just be like I am going to make sure she does this we will be having these conversations I understand I understand there's an urgency here for some reason so over the next few weeks she did um she actually went down a reddit rabbit hole um finding intuitives and mediums and things like that which was really cool to witness and I would get these texts from her periodically that were just like Angela guess what (laughs) I I found someone to talk to um so stoked on it and then one day I you know and, and I will say a few times like it's almost like he would show up whenever she was texting me to be like don't forget like you said, like this was going to, and I'm like, yeah, like she's doing it. Like I get it. Right. Um, So I get this message from her one day. That's like, Angela, like, do you have time to talk? And I was like, yeah. So we get on the phone and she tells me about this intuitive that she saw Mm -hmm. who does like mediumship work and who basically like piece for piece told her about their relationship like with no context with no background like you were madly in love with someone that you know had some kind of addiction or substance problem the love was really genuine but you knew that it was going to be the end of you if you stayed with this person um I have a feeling that they passed away recently I this I that like everything was very on the nose holy cow and ended it with he really wants you to know that he knows how much you did for him and he understands completely why you had to leave. And it was like the exact closure I think that she needed. I'm gonna cry. I know. It's so sweet. It's a love story in reverse. <laughs> it's a love story in reverse. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. Yeah. So have you been visited by him since then not really i i feel like once he was able to get that message to her yeah he was like i'm good like, Wait, like that's it that's what he needed yeah. yeah and she said she told me that she had an experience that she felt like he was around when she was at the park with her kids and i thought that was really sweet like she was just like i kind of just felt like he was there it's like a very specific greg energy like it is he was that person he was like a big personality but also a total sweetheart you know on the inside and so i'm like yeah i totally i know what you mean girl and i ended up telling her this part of the story i didn't want to tell her immediately because i really wanted her to focus on her journey with this and not distract like by by the way he's <laughs> He's hitting me up too about. By the this. way, your ex boyfriend keeps coming over uninvited. <laughs> that sounds a little sketchy. For me. <laughs> um, I over Thanksgiving I got to see her and um, I ended up kind of telling her my side of like this whole experience because I was just like you know I and and it's her first foray into like spirituality and thinking about life after death and like what could that mean and what could that look like. Um, And I was like, look, I don't know, but I do feel like when people are still really attached to things from this world, whether it's a house or a person or a chair, 
they do they get attached like the energy gets attached and they will either have a mission to accomplish or they just want to chill at their old house I'm not sure (laughs) but um I felt like and she actually said to she's like I I felt his energy disappear after that session like like there was the time at the park and then it kind of like he hasn't really been around since it hasn't been on my mind the same way um the dreams stopped like all of this stuff it's crazy yeah I think he really urgently wanted to give her the closer she didn't have otherwise yeah oh my gosh it's also so interesting like the time between he died in April and then this started going on in October I just I I don't know what to make of that yeah I mean maybe it's also I don't think she really had given it time or space to process it at first I think it was the kind of thing that you hear and you're like oh I'll put that somewhere in a box for later (laughs) like I don't know how to deal with that right away because they hadn't spoken in so long like that's the other thing and then if you're married you have that guilt of like oh am I thinking about an ex because I'm like a bad wife or I don't know I mean I I would feel that way you know it's like well I mean no we still have that experience you know with that person so it's not bad but I my first reaction would be like oh am I am I allowed to care about this? You know? hundred percent. She actually didn't, I think she didn't tell her current husband until after she had like seen one of the intuitives. And then she discovered that he's a super spiritual person and she didn't even know it about him. Really? So they started having all these conversations. Yeah. She's like, I don't know how this never came up. And he was like, oh no, I totally believe in like life after death and like ghosts and stuff. And she was just like, oh. like, she got two gifts then yeah yeah absolutely uh okay so as a person who sees a medium what do you think that what does it help what does it help you accomplish what does it help you feel or get through to have because I've never seen a medium before I've talked to a couple people that have seen them but I don't know anything about it really and like how it is fulfilling Mm, such an interesting question yeah um Well, I think like for me, I went into it not really like anticipating hearing from anyone in specific. Like I didn't go in being like this person passed away recently and I really want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, the the person that I saw, um, his name is Richard Scholler. Um, He prefaced the session by saying like, I can't guarantee you anyone. Like it really the reading begins, I get in touch with like my thing. And then I'm just going to tell you who I see, like who has come to talk today. Um, but I will say like my, so my dad passed away when I was 14. And so there's always been a, I had never like had a direct thing like that. And so I was kind of like, well, if you don't show up, this will be a problem, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you we better not expecting up. anybody, but actually just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> but like a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I didn't have like anything specific that I wanted to say. So I think what I was looking for and, and what I got was um, a confirmation that there is something more than meets the eye about life and death. Um, and also a little bit of a connection with people I didn't get to meet because there were a couple people that showed up in my session that I never met in real life. Um, they had died long before I was even around. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the, the feeling that I left with was just a, like a sort of renewed sense of 
curiosity and maybe hope about what more there is to life. Um, and like a little bit of an ability to feel connected to them myself without having to see someone. Because I'm like, if they're around, like one of the things that this medium had brought up to me, he was like, I told him again, nothing about myself. And he's at one point in the session, he goes, do you live somewhere above like 50th, but it's not above, it's like out. And I was like, uh-huh. Like I was just like being very vague. Mm-hmm. At the time I lived in Queens in Woodside. Um, which... Wait, were you in, in, in the cat apartment? In the oh yes, in the ghost cat? cat apartment. I should have said that too. <laughs> is, uh, if you are listening to this and you listen to the Carrie Cullen episode, that was her roommate. Or, or you Did you take her room or were you guys roommates? We were roommates. So this was the place where Carrie had a ghost cat. Yeah, so that, that episode's amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah, she's a wonderful storyteller as well. Um, so, okay, so the medium was like, you live above 50, but out, so that nailed yeah. it. Yeah, so, like, like, so he's like, I think it's like Queens, and he's like, you know, there's a huge cemetery there. It's coming to mind for me. I see you like near that cemetery. And I didn't live near that cemetery, but I had just recently been taking a car down to Brooklyn. And I instantly was like, where are you going with this? Because what I knew is that I had had this very weird experience of passing that cemetery, which I passed many times. My dog knocked over a suitcase that scared the shit out of me. Okay, sorry, sorry. You had had That's these- not the right timing to scare your oh mother. Why did you see how scared I was? I know. <laughs> Bingo. You're like, something just flew across the <laughs> oh god <laughs> okay Ooh, i'm leaving that one in because that <laughs> so scared the jump scare okay. this episode needed <laughs> so you were passing the cemetery i've been park. passing the cemetery yeah and i just i had again this very like peaceful feeling it's like a very it's like a tingly peaceful feeling and I think I was just reflecting on death but like it was a little more profound you know when you just have like a randomly profound moment yeah it was that it was one of those so he's telling me about me passing the cemetery and I'm like yeah and he was like well your grandmother wants you to know she was with you and I was like come on now come on I think it gave me a little bit of a like renewed sense of connection with family and with people who've passed on even if I don't always know how to like access it myself yeah just the feeling of like I've said this to people to comfort them when their pets pass away but I also really believe it um that I feel sometimes that people and loved ones and pets and things of that nature can be closer to us in death than in life because of that because they can get inside of you and like help you feel something or because yes yeah. <laughs> I guess it's that or that they can be around you or they're not as attached to their like human sense of self or their right. identity though or whatever um and that like yeah you can kind of communicate with them on your own I feel yeah that's awesome um, well, this podcast has been so wonderful. Thank you so much for doing it. Um, yes. Angela, is there anything else that you want to talk about before I ask you to plug everything about you and your life? <laughs> um, no, and I do want to say this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me and for this wonderful concept of a show. I love it. 
Um, and I'm super honored to have been here. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, okay. Well, tell us where we can find your music. I'm going to play one of your songs uh, as we get out of here, but tell us where we can find your music and your storytelling and your everything about you. My everything about me, you know, I'm going to keep it super simple actually, because the main place that I post anything, if, and when I do is on Instagram. Um, so my handle is at Angela sounds. Um, and yeah, that's where I always put anything exciting that's happening or cool things to look at or listen to. <laughs> and, uh, I also have a website. It's Angela Um, but yeah, come hang on Instagram cool. or TikTok. If you want to see my very bad TikToks, it's the same handle. <laughs> I love it. This is if I fall by Angela Aaliyah. I've spent years invisible Trying to hide behind a wall I thought no one could look through But then you came into my life No one had looked into my eyes And seen me the way
It's your time. Join global thought leader, executive producer, and New York Times bestselling author T.D. Jakes and today's leading culture shifters for an experience unlike any other. At the 2024 International Leadership Summit, spiritual and business leaders can gain the practical tools they need to maximize their timing for success. With world-class discussions, breakout sessions, and networking opportunities, this is where your dreams turn into reality. Timing is everything, and your time is now. March 21st through 23rd in Dallas, Texas. Register today at thisisils.org.